0: To the No Books Book Club. I'm Ro and I'm here with Sess and Beck, and we're here to talk about all the things we get up to because we're too tired to <laughs> read books.
1: <laughs> the No Books
2: Book Club.
0: Oh, it's good to be back. It's great to be back. Happy New Year, even though it's like mid-February. Yeah, Happy well,
2: this is a funny thing about podcasts, isn't it? The time now we're recording it might be months until you listen but doesn't matter it's
0: Mm. the spirit of it we've got that new year vibe totally and we're very busy important we have lots of things to do (laughs) and you showed up bearing coffee Huh. Yeah, well, of
1: course. Well, If you're hosting, I've got to bring something. Can't mm. come under empty-handed. Cute. <laughs> I love it. I love being female. I love, I love all that stuff about, you know, bringing... The
2: Yes, bringing the right things, saying thank you, sending the text message to go, that was lovely, thanks for inviting, blah, blah, all that stuff. And all and I nice think stuff. boys do that, do
0: they? Well, in terms of, you know, warm oh. welcomes, when um, Beck arrived, I was revving the absolute <laughs> shit out of my enormous 2100cc Harley Davidson. Because it needs a heap of work done. I've, you know, did a massive, massive ride late last year and I've loosened my headlight. I've loosened one of my indicators. My whole back luggage rack is rattling and it needs a massive wash. And You need a few nuts tightened. Yeah, so Port yeah, so mm. Beach shows up and I'm
1: like... I knew it was Roe, though. I was I was um, frantically shuffling down Rose Street and I could hear it. I'm like, that has to be Roe. Who else could <laughs> be on this street? My neighbours must <laughs> love
0: me so much.
2: I just love the idea of you shuffling like a bag lady down the street with <laughs> three coffees
1: and danishes and, the and a welcome. bag of microphones which was very heavy and I was like, <laughs>
2: oh. it's beautiful hey um today we've got well you know we've had a whole summer to get involved with things so it was kind of hard to pick a few things to discuss in our first episode back but let's start with what's been going on this week look it's really just been about the hysteria of Taylor Swift and live music Mm. this week in particular.
1: Blink-182's here as well. Yeah. Mm. And who did you suggest? I was at the bar last night working my other job and uh, the boys were heading off to see Matchbox 20 supported by the Goo Goo Dolls.
0: like, that is taking me back. That is so (laughs) era appropriate. Like, that is so specific to you know. Oh gosh. I was jealous. I I would have loved to have gone. I
2: love that that's just slipped right in under the Taylor Swift (laughs) you know, bandwagon and and only those people that know if you know you know yeah yeah. But I do love the whole vibe of the live music thing. Like even, I mean, I only could tell you two Taylor Swift songs probably, even though she's got 20 years worth. Mm. And having an 11-year-old daughter, um, she's been massively caught up in it. And, of course, she was like, can we go, can we go? And I'm like, well, you've left your run a bit late because <laughs> there's three concerts, there's 300,000 people who were organised enough to get tickets eight months ago and you weren't one of them. So... You're just going to have to listen to 24 Hours of Taylor Swift on one of the radio
0: stations and be happy with that. (laughs) Has it made you happy, Um, the feel of it? I've I've had a bit of compersion. I'm I'm not a... Taylor Swift fan myself, but I think she's you know had an incredible career. More power to her, like good on her. Um, but it but it ain't my jam. But a lot of people I know have been completely obsessed, and it's mm-hmm. um, got their daughters listening to music. And for a lot of people I know, it's it's going to be their daughter's first ever concert, and it's going to be a That's real special. experience. So that kind of thing is really special and exciting. So I've been swept up a little bit. I've got a friend Kate who is doing a PhD, and they just held the posium oh. on the weekend. <laughs> (laughs) So the world's first academic conference on Taylor Swift and the excitement that those academics were experiencing doing this really cool event. It's been very cool, but I think the funniest bit has been this morning I was scrolling through TikTok, you know, avoiding the list of jobs that I had to do when I got out of bed, (laughs) like snuggled (laughs) and scrolling and a local shoe company has like, we've... Ordered thousands of these Taylor Swift sparkly ankle boots oh. and the <laughs> delivery got held up and oh, it's no. it arrived for it, so it just arrived overnight. Oh, wow. And they're like, we will hand deliver to people if you're going to the concert. We will get into the shop, we'll free shipping, whatever. We've got couriers on See, stand I want by. a pair Let's of those. These. I haven't even seen them. They're really cool, actually. Mm. So I'll, um, I'll send you a link. But Thanks. they're full tilt glitter sparkle ankle boots. Oh, I get around them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they, yeah. And they came a bit too late. So there will be wailing as well as excitement. I
2: think, though, just the fact that it's just joy. Totally, yeah. Like thousands and thousands of little girls outside the MCG just singing and sharing bracelets and joy and glitter. And and you think about that and you're like, that's just fun Like there was no violence There was no alcohol There was no brawls It was like it was just People getting
1: together And, and it's a bit infectious So She's an incredible songwriter mm. And yeah. I, I was always I was never I've never been into her no. either much I, I can appreciate her But when I found <laughs> out About that amazing thing She did to her record label Where she re-recorded All yeah. her albums And was a big FU That was I was like That's brilliant That's mm-hmm. probably one of the best things I've ever seen an artist do yeah. Is she the best girl Boss,
0: there is really like think about it. Well, she—I mean, she has used her buying power to improve things for her label mates in the Mm, past mm. as well. Like she negotiated, like increased Spotify rates Mm, or royalties or something like that. And so she, you know, to her credit, she does use her power where she can to say, "Well, if you want me, you got to take the rest of us with you, and you're going to be paying us this."
1: Apparently, she donated like a million dollars to the food bank here yesterday as well. Something crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you know what. Use your power for the good, I guess, is a lesson.
0: Oh, mm. totally. And, and one of the things I've really loved seeing about all this Swift mania is um, no one's given a hoot about being. Too cool for school, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to Metallica and we're going to wear the blackest of black t-shirts and you know look all dark and gloomy. It's like mm, sparkles, yes, French yeah, sparkles. yeah, yes. Nothing I'm, I'm is too much. Here for it. I'm so here for people just tackling a gig with sheer joy and going crazy. So loving it.
2: I think also we can bring that. I feel like I've got goosebumps just talking about it. We can bring that into the rest of our episode today. <laughs> let's let's spread some glitter right now. <laughs>
0: The New Books Book Club so one of my dearest friends, Di, has moved to the country on me. I'll never forgive them for it, <laughs> but it's a great excuse to try to lure them back into the city for cocktails or for me to go out to um, you know Woodend out Woodend Way and you know. Well, go that's nice. Up. I mean, um, you know, yeah. At least at least it's a good spot to visit for you. Oh, it's beautiful out there. And, Very considerate. Um, and I work radio, really weird hours, and uh, they're hospo, so again, really weird hours. So when we can, can get a Friday night together, it's exciting. And I thought, mm, how am I going to? Lure them into Melbourne this time with Maniki Nico cats. So you will have all seen these. I'm um, showing it off here in the podcast <laughs> room to the girls, but they're oh, the little dumb. the little gold cats with the swinging arm that actually moves, um, and they are there for good luck. So they're across um, the Maneki Neko ones are specific to Japan, but they are really quite ubiquitous across so many East Asian. Never cultures. knew what they were called. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, the the it's, called it's the waving the, cat. The waving, the, the waving cat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. they're all about sucking the luck in. And so Class Bento, which is a really cute platform that just does has short courses and all sorts of things, I subscribed to that and I saw... <gasps> you can you can paint one of these excellent so me and my friend Di we went down to uh Cromwell Street in Collingwood and um painted some little cats together <laughs> mm. and then we went for beers and yeah. then we had to run like the clappers to catch the last line of the night so I love
1: that I love so that. we nearly
0: died at the end of the night but um that's super cute yeah so my little cat has been painted uh powder blue base and then I've got different purples and turquoises and silvers and it's a Japanese night sky so it's got the traditional Japanese clouds and some little stars in silver on it and um, yeah I I suck at painting but I do love it enormously and I'm really glad we did something really silly and (laughs) (laughs) strange and fun. But it's
2: not silly I mean I think there's so much now you spend so much time in front of screens whether you want to or not you know scrolling Mm -hmm. or working to actually do something physical where you're you know being creative but painting or like that tactile
0: like, mm. like it's really it's really good for the soul isn't it it's so good because everything I do is on a screen mm. you know as a sound designer if I'm doing something fun for myself like there's a competition that I'm going in at the moment where I've got a little bit of film that I'm you know cutting some audio for in front of a screen yeah oh, and I write books for fun in front of a screen yeah so like, to yeah, get off yeah, the screen yeah. um I've been busting out the jigsaw puzzles and all that stuff and you're so right Cecil all about getting away from the computer
1: i've been doing some painting as well actually um getting i love doing painting and art and oh, drawing you've and got a well. secret
0: little plant drawing skill
1: haven't you <laughs> <laughs> but one of my really good friends kira she and i um we've always loved painting and a couple of years ago we did a so fitzroy art school do painting oh. courses so you can do beginners oils one two three drawing watercolor whatever your, your preferred medium is um and I have painted for as long as I can remember, but I've never really learnt proper technique. And painting is a lot about maths and technique. And once you can master those things, you can kind of do anything. So we did a, um, a oil beginners course because we both love oil painting, and we learnt so much. It was amazing, like proper colour mixing, how to use a palette knife, how you, you only need three certain colours, and you can make everything. Mm. So we got together a couple of weeks ago, and finally had a little catch up painting and we couldn't remember anything (laughs) it had been so long so we're thinking about we want to do the next one but i think we're going to have to do the first one again but it was so nice we just sat outside it was a beautiful sunny saturday we set up our paints um we put a still life out and we just had a gas bag and had a paint it was perfect heaven yeah i love that so much
2: have you gone down the bob ross Bob Ross,
1: yes. <laughs> the Bob Ross Bob rabbit, rabbit hole. I love Bob Ross. Have you watched the new movie that Owen Wilson? No, but my, my kids
2: were talking about it the other day because one of them had actually flicked on. It's, it's SBS, on, isn't it's on, it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. One it's on of, of the SBS channels. <laughs> there he was doing this scene. He's the guy with the mm. huge afro, and like all of the, he the a sex videos. He oh, was Of course he was. It's
1: hilarious. Well, yeah. in like
2: about 1984. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's got this big afro, and he just, you know, he's in a black room, and he's just. Just like scratching away on his on his canvas and he comes up with these extraordinary paintings but it's so funny to watch
1: you're and like, like just, literally just watching paint brush. dry. Just put a little bit of the brush there and there you go, just give it a little bit of a touch up, just touch it there <laughs> and then you look at it glow now look at it. That's what he's like, he's all about using kind of like sexual words No, <laughs> no wonder he became a sexy a yeah. you know <laughs> but isn't that Just so
2: funny. Like you Mm. could just sit at home Mm. and when you're looking for a bit of inspo, get some Bob Ross
1: in your life. I think it's for Stoner's Bob Ross as well, (laughs) let's be honest.
0: (laughs) You could be onto something because I saw um, a time-lapse video very recently about Bob Ross and someone's gone, I've just realised the whole series, if you actually look at the final photo of his – Every painting that he does for each show, and then do them one after the other. It is actually he had a plan, oh. and it's a whole rolling landscape that oh, all wow. joins up into this huge what? panorama of a single scene. And they did this big time lapse video, and it freaking is. It's incredible. That's amazing. So he's actually, he's up. an alien. He is a complete alien, well, and only stoners would notice, would figure out that whole time lapse
1: He is a was. He died from I think cancer in late nineties. And Mm. it's actually really sad because there's a a really good Netflix documentary bit about his life and it's quite sad. Like, he had all these issues with copyright and ended up making no money and his family inherited no money from his career at all. Um, And I think you can find a Bob Ross online for pretty cheap as well. That's awful. Mm. Mm. Poor
2: old Bob. Oh, God. Okay, now don't mind me. I'm just going to go down the Bob Ross um, rabbit
0: hole. (laughs) It's like (laughs) Cess is frantically Googling as we speak. I um, (laughs) am... Oh, I Let's love fine original yeah.
2: immediately. <laughs> 1995 he died. There you oh. go. Oh. Oh well, I love that even more that he's on SBS every day showing us how to what was
1: it? Just put a little bit of paint in the tree. There you go. Look, it's glowing now. Look at that color. Look <laughs> at that snow that mountains alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I've been getting obsessed with people who paint extra things on op shop paintings that they find, like putting oh. ghosts and pumpkins for Halloween in, like, country scenery settings. It's That's brilliant. They're amazing.
1: I've actually... I have to tell you this story. George Clooney mm. is a known <laughs> prankster. Mm-hmm. He used to live with a famous actor called Richard Kind. You probably know he's got quite a weird voice. Anyway, I heard him tell this story once, how when he was living with richard kind back in the day in la he used to go to the op shop and get paintings and then buy all this art stuff and set it up in their apartment like he was painting them. So he'd put paintbrushes, canvases everywhere and then he'd put a new picture. And he did this prank for two years and Richard Kind believed he was actually an artist and he was just taking pictures from the op shop and pretending <laughs> they were his. <laughs> that is genius prank. Oh, two years it went running The long
0: con, I love it. The commit to the bit. The
1: commit to the bit is... You
2: delicious. know what though? Bringing it back to doing your cat painting yeah. if you yeah. wanted to get into a bit of creativity that's actually not a bad idea it's genius. just yeah. get your own get a painting get an old painting that needs a touch up oh get yourself some paint
1: get in there put some aliens bit of collage in sky, yeah. whatever yeah. yeah yeah i love that idea mm. get your yu hoo <laughs> glue stick and creativity about a few sparkles the glue gun out
2: more glitter <laughs> more this glitter. is the glitter episode <laughs> No work smoke club. Alright, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. It's season eleven. I have never ever 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 watched maths before, oh. but season eleven I'm in.
1: Have you watched? How can you? it be at season 11? Can oh. we just, can we just. That's horrifying. Yeah, let's just <laughs> marinate in that for a second.
2: Well, I know. And also by the time you get to season 11 of any reality TV show, the contestants have a game plan before they have even thought mm-hmm. about going on it. The,
1: the process. Yeah, they've, they've seen they what, what worked.
2: I mean, the first season of Anything's always The best one I reckon. Yeah. And as a rule, I actually really dislike reality TV, but here I am, I'm in. Oh, see, I'm doing my utmost
0: to stay out. Uh, Well. Don't watch it. I'm scrolling past the tweets.
2: Okay, well, let me fill you in because I can tell you everything about it because I've watched every episode. (laughs) You will just be like, okay, I don't need to watch it because actually it's very unfulfilling. That's the ultimate thing. So I started watching it because the year started and after the school holidays and everything, I just needed to sit on the couch and stare at something for a while. And I was like, oh, I love a wedding, so I might just watch the wedding episodes but of course you watch the wedding episodes and then you're hooked, right? Mm, so it's mm. like...
1: So it's the first episode, isn't it, the wedding one?
2: No, they stretch it out over about four episodes because there's so many couples, right? So I reckon four or five episodes are just dedicated to weddings and honeymoons. Wow.
1: Um, Where are they going on honeymoon? Like Gold Coast?
2: No, actually really good. Um, Broom, Vanuatu. But they're still cheap Fiji. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's be honest, Bali.
2: <laughs> no, no, Bali. Come back in
1: your Bing Tang T-shirt. <laughs>
2: Someone got Sorrento which I thought I don't know if you'd be really (laughs) I could have gone to Fiji I got Sorrento but it's so weird because there's certain things about it that just don't add up like they call it So it's married at first sight, you you marry this person you've never met before and then for eight weeks you're supposed to be married to them and live with them in the world's most boring Mm, service department mm, complex mm, where the other couples, married couples, are also living down the hallway. Like, it would be so tedious. You can see that's part of it. They just stick these people together, bore them to death so they can some conflict comes Mm. out of the fact they're so friggin' bored. So everyone gets ratty. Yeah. But overall, it's so boring. They're trying to create this conflict between people, but there's... There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so there's. I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day who's an old cameraman, he's been around forever, and he goes, oh, look, I've worked on reality shows and they, they get all the cutaways of reactions and so you just mm-hmm. pop them in a folder. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you go back for the edit, you just go, I need a reaction. So all these enormous reactions they have on the promos and the recaps, it's all promo and recap. The actual business is like 10% of the show and then when they're like, you know, oh, something big's going to happen,
1: it's such a letdown. Yeah. it's I. And it, by the way, they need to do a maths spin-off, like maths country, and then they can live in a house at least, and there's a bit more interesting things where they can...
2: Where they can collect it. the eggs from the chooks exactly, and, you exactly. know, do a spot of gardening.
1: Rampaging donkey.
2: Oh, that it, well, I think that's Farmer
0: Wants a Wife. That's yeah, that version, yeah, isn't maybe.
1: it? Maybe. Farmer has a wife. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that one seems more wholesome than maths. Yeah, maths seems yeah. like a bit more of a, you know, pull the hair extensions out, scrappy kind of a. Yeah, got yeah. Your mum next done. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think it's a bit like having McDonald's at eleven o'clock at night when you're on your way yeah. home from somewhere <laughs> totally. and you you drank too many beers. Uh, like, that if, um,
1: to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're interested in delving into the world of reality TV, though, you've got to steer clear of our country. You need to go overseas first, right? Yeah, you need to start in America. America has big budgets, so they their shows are incredible. They've got they're allowed to produce the crap out of the talent. They go to Mexico for first dates to the caves, or England. They just you've you got to go overseas. There's so many amazing. I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. America obsessed. <laughs> uh, Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise, the spin-offs. I know everything about those seasons, everything. They're amazing. But the Australian ones are the worst things I've ever seen because I think we have either it's too close to home, we don't have enough budgets, and their idea of a Bachelor in Paradise episode is four people in a spa in Port Douglas. (laughs) Whereas you go to America Sounds all right. and they go to Mexico and they go to Cancun. And so if you're interested, I'll give you a list. Nah, I think I'm good. Because <laughs> I think this is the other thing too. You know, there's
2: so many other, like I watch Beauty and the Geek. Quite like okay, that. Okay. I know that's all manufactured as well, but I kind of like, like, because it's a bit, it's kind. It's a bit wholesome. Yeah, it's, it's, wholesome. A, exactly. yeah, it's got yeah, that it's got thing about sport. everyone's here for a nice reason. Whereas maths, it's kind of like you've got some people are there looking for love. And then you've just got these players. Mm-mm. Like there's a couple of guys on it that are just shocking. Like? A couple? Well, <laughs> th- yeah, this year most of them are okay. But actually it made me laugh because there's one guy on it, Ben, mm-hmm. and at the wedding the, the bride's cousin came up to him and he goes, there was like 15 promos and recaps for this, so I saw it <laughs> once or twice.
0: Um,
2: he goes, I don't think you're here for the right reasons. I think you're here to just promote your podcast. <laughs>
0: No, no shit. It's ah, well, like nice. maybe one of right us. You and I. I mean, we've that's got what the we're doing it. We're doing it. We're yeah. single. We can get out, get out there. Oh, have you guys listened to the No Books Book Club <laughs> yeah. podcast?
1: Yeah,
0: it's really good.
1: So, have you got a favourite couple or worst couple?
2: Are um, you addicted to watching? No, no. I, I think there's actually there's one woman on there, Lucinda. Who bless her, she's forty. Oh, just throw my pencil. across. <laughs> Oh dear. We're professionals. So professional. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Lucinda's 43 and she's like from Byron Bay and she's all like, I'm feeling the love. But she's very lovely and she's sort of like the holistic mother for everybody Mm -hmm. on the show. But they're all there to just get their Instagram followers up because there's no prize money or anything. And the thing that shits me to tears mostly about it is they call it the experiment. All the way through. Mm. So it's not the show, we're here for the experiment. And I'm like, what? And then they've got their experts. And I'm like, what are they experts in? I don't like that any could be of a that. legal
1: reason they're calling it that.
0: Probably. Because mm. it's not actual marriage. Bit of licensing mm. to keep an eye on as well, international. Probably. So
2: I know. But it's just, anyway. So it's, I can't stop watching. And I'm actually sneaking off in the day to watch it on catch up when no one <laughs> else is around. So that's bad. <laughs> But it's. It is. It is like (laughs) day drinking. This is a real confessional. But it's awful. Anyway, so at one point in time, I'll just go. This is boring, and I need to do something else. So, but until then, I'm in.
0: Enjoy the ride. I'm
1: enjoying the ride, for all of us. You are the only
2: man I have ever loved.
1: So, I'm sure you guys saw recently few weeks ago that they launched the inquiry into women's pain in this country Mm. which is a huge step forward for all of us and all of our sisters and our mothers and friends um because something like two in five women in Australia I believe suffer from chronic pain or some form of pain yeah which is just crazy Mm. to think about it um and as we know probably got quite a few friends who've had endometriosis or mm. have it and, and live with that and even that there's barely any research being done into it I think there's an organization now where you could donate money well the last few when, years it's sort of like the world's gone oh that's a thing that's a thing. actually a thing yeah. let's look into yeah. it but and yeah you hear horrific stories I've had friends that have been to the doctors and had to wait two years for a diagnosis mm. just I mean when you think about it we're half the population yeah we're suffering awful stuff Constantly, Most people, I mean, 12 times a year, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And there's still so much, I mean, half the population gets periods, but there's still so much stigma around why Mm. and we can't talk about it and we can't be in pain and we can't talk about bleeding and we can't talk about periods because it's weird and it's gross when it's just life and it affects so many of us and men need to just realise that... It's part of everything. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, this inquiry is really amazing. It's a chance basically for us women to and girls to submit an application to a government website where you can talk about maybe your experiences with some sort of chronic pain or pain that you experience. Um, And then at the end of the year, I think it's in December from memory, they're going to have sort of like a review and and talk about, which is still a long time Mm. away. That's a year away. Well, I suppose it gives them time to actually collate the information though. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that because I think it's, it's, I mean, it's 2024, but it's a really amazing thing that is happening for us in this country. Mm. And it'll be really interesting to see what people write. For me personally, I recently got diagnosed with this really fun thing called PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So basically 10 days before I get my period, I am a mess. So you get, it's something that they're still not sure what it is, but they think it's something to do with it, with your hormone changes at that time, when you come off ovulating and you start to go into need, you know, starting to get your period. So basically you get intense rage. You can't stop crying. You have bad thoughts, you have um, brain fog, like you can't think. All these crazy, your, your body just has all these, it's like extreme PMS. Mm. And there's no cure for it. And it's one of those things that's sort of been recognized. Lots of women, it gets di- misdiagnosed as bipolar in a lot of women because... Or you're a witch. <laughs> or you're a witch. <laughs> because um, they're based... It's great being a chick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're the only options. Yeah. <laughs> But because they're quite, they're depressive symptoms, if you like. Yeah, so, yeah. so it just gets misdiagnosed. People get put on uh, antidepressants. But the thing is, it only affects, for myself, affects me 10 days a month, that's it. The rest of the month, I feel completely fine. I feel like a normal functioning human. Mm. But for 10 days, I can be in an awful Psycho place. Psycho yeah. Yeah. And it's quite, um, it's not really known. I've actually been talking to a couple of friends and they've suffered with it for years as well so for me I this is really important for me because I can talk about my experience having to even just go to work for the day yeah and not being able to even think at work and just wanting to be home crying all day and not being allowed to like you can't tell your boss you want to you need to be at home today because you can't come to work because you can't work because you have your like your periods coming right you can't say that to your boss
2: yeah it's an interesting one isn't it because you know if you are at a point with it where you're unable to function properly Mm. then you should be at home like resting but we don't live in a society where that's okay exactly Exactly. Um, it's always just like suck it up and get on with it
1: yeah exactly and that's how we've always been expected yeah so especially with women who have endometriosis which is excruciatingly painful what i understand i don't have personally but i know people that have suffered with it for a long time I had a friend who got fired from a job because she was in so much pain and they told her she was hungover from a very well-known restaurant as well. Yeah, many years ago. So I really hope that this is a a chance, a step forward, even in a small way, for us as women to be able to talk about the things that affect us every day that don't affect men, that Mm. men should understand and learn and be willing to have a conversation about. I love that you brought that up. So I have a husband mm. uh,
2: and we have been in each other's lives for 25 years now. Like, but he speaks a different language to me, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's interesting because there's a podcast, The Imperfect, and they did an episode about perimenopause. Yeah, A few people sort of that I know had been talking about it and I had to listen to it and I was like, oh, this is so good. So I sent it to my husband and he, I said, You need to listen to this. And he did. He listened to it that day. And he said, Oh, he goes, it was funny because he goes, Do you want to kill me sometimes? And I said, Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So that was one thing you took mm. away from mm. it. That but he said very calmly as well,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I yeah. do want to kill <laughs> <there sometimes>.
2: Yes, <laughs> on occasions I do, yeah. especially when there's hormones mm. involved. Mm. But just in terms of. Being able to cut through for him to understand, yeah. but because mm-hmm. it was two men yeah, interviewing someone, a woman about yeah. it, yeah. he could connect with that. So
1: the lesson, the lesson there is that maybe we need more men to talk to women, as much as that shouldn't, you know, that's gross and it's fucked. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean maybe I don't that know a that way to help. I think it's more that um yeah they can connect with it through the through a, a that, male understanding yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. so
2: they were asking questions from a male perspective that sure. she was answering and they were probably the questions that Ewan had mm. rather than you asking questions that he wouldn't understand because he doesn't have a uterus and doesn't have to worry about periods. Mm. But I've reached a point now where if I'm having a bad time with my period, I just say it. Mm. Like, you know, for years I'd just be like, oh, well, I'll just get on with it. And I'm like, no, I'm in a bad mood because of this. So, or Um, I'm feeling crap or I need to go and lie down or whatever rather than just trying to soldier on. Yeah,
1: and I think a lot of women are, I've become like that too at work. I've got a lot of females at work who are like that as well. They're like, you know what, screw it. This mm. is how I am. I'm not, I don't have a headache for this reason or this is how it is. And I think speaking about it more and talking about these things more will help it become more normalised, mm. even though it's the most normal thing in the world. Um, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of this and what sort of stories women share, mm. whether it's things to do with menstruation or whether it's things to do with back pain or all kinds of you know. But
2: a lot of of the issues, too, are around the fact that, you know, most of the medical research (laughs) is based upon
0: men's bodies. Exactly, Mm. exactly. Or not researched at all. There's a huge lack of endometriosis research Mm. that's even been done. Um, So that's a huge gap. And and completely agree in terms of what about the medical professional side, like how many women have been gaslit or told that, well, it happens to everyone, cop it sweet or... We'll come back in six months if Mm -hmm. you're still feeling it. You know, by the time people go to the doctor, they know something is wrong, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. to be told, oh, you know, give it, just give it a, give it a bit of time to self resolve. Exactly. And then to me, that is just medical disinterest. I don't give a shit what you're experiencing right now. I can't be asked figuring it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I've had some brilliant doctors over the years, but I've also had some absolutely terrible ones who, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's going to be a very, very interesting process and survey I'd say. Yeah.
2: Um and you know how we don't talk about books. Yeah, 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 mm, I've got a book. <laughs> yeah. There's this Go for it. I haven't actually read this book, but it's it's been on my list for ages. It came out a few years ago. It's called Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally about the design of life and how everything is designed for men. Mm. Yeah. Um, whether it's like crash test dummies in cars or seat belts. medical research, seatbelts, heart attacks, you I mean, know. Even the
1: COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Been, there's been so much research, and I've spoken to my sister, for example, one of my sisters and um, friends who have, we've all had bad reactions. We're, we've had weird periods when we've had a vaccine or when we've had COVID.
2: But yeah, I mean, this is this is fascinating. That the design thing, like even the size of phones and the way software functions, mm. and the temperature of offices, and all these things. What? Yeah, because women oh, find office temperatures cold often. So because they're designed for middle-aged men wow. bodies.
1: Wow, mm. this is fascinating. That's seems- interesting.
2: Yeah, so that's that's a good read. Yeah, I think. Like, and there's yeah, a few like, podcasts <laughs> that she's been on. But, I mean, you can't change things unless you notice them. Mm. And if you know they it's need to be changed. Point. So, you know, trying to contain the rage.
0: And it also just speaks to needing more women in um, senior positions, in companies uh, and, you know, academia of all shapes, colour, sizes, because when you've got more women in the room, this stuff does get considered instead of being completely disregarded and forgotten about. Totally. Promote yeah. your women.
1: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Ooh.
2: Well, we wish you luck. Oh, with thanks. your PMDD. Oh, it's all right. I hope you find ways to control the rage on the days <laughs> yeah. when they come and get a big box of tissues on the days when it's a teary I one. Have,
1: I have been much better. But it, to be honest, I have a couple of friends who having people you know in the, in the same position is what's most helpful because then you can talk about your shared experiences yeah. and talk about what works for each other. And that's, that's the best thing. And that's, I mean, opening the space, opening conversation yeah. is one of the best mm-hmm. ways to fix things, yeah.
0: Here
2: here. Hmm. Here here. <laughs> Look, I actually got onto a Facebook forum the other day and told people to stop complaining. <laughs> but that's because there's a time and place, right? And the time and place to complain is right here right now in the moan zone. Dun, dun. This is one of my favorite things. I'm so glad oh, we incorporated it into our podcast. <laughs> Bro, I think you've got a
0: moan. Uh, What's up your nose? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing fun, sadly. No, what is absolutely (laughs) driving me nuts at the moment is uh, there's this spate. I don't know when it happened. People listening to stuff on public transport out freaking loud. What is wrong with you? Why are you listening to Spotify on your speakerphone? Why are you watching YouTubes and TikToks? With the noise coming out. I just... And it just drives me completely insane. Oh, my God. I, I hear your pain. I was out in the city with my 85-year-old <laughs> father who is deaf as a post and he doesn't like wearing his hearing aids, so he never does. It's the epitome of, Dad, you know? And he was giving me side-eye, like... Check this clown out over here listening to his phone out loud. And I'm like, if you can hear it, everyone can hear it. (laughs) And and it's been every time I've been getting on public transport for months, all of a sudden it's a thing, and everyone thinks it's okay. Dudes, it's not okay.
1: I'm noticing on bikes. I've been riding my bike to work. And people are listening to, oh, I had an awful experience last week. I was having a nice ride to work. And I hear this guy coming behind me and he's listening to Hilltop Hood's nosebleed (laughs) section. You know, all my friends (laughs) in the front rolls. He's starring in his own movie. That's what he's doing. Right (laughs) behind me. And I just went, dude, do you want to take over? I'm like, I'm not, I can't listen to that before work right now. That's going to break me for the day. Turn it off.
2: (laughs) But isn't symptomatic of the fact that Everyone is the most important person mm-hmm. in the world. Mm. Yeah,
1: and it's happened post-COVID. I think it's a COVID thing, especially in this city. Mm. People think they're better than everyone else and I'm the most important, most important person, person and person. all that matters is me mm. because I had my rights taken away from me for two years.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's I mean... It's so antisocial. I go from like zero to boiling rage in seconds when mm-hmm. I get on, yeah. What a, about on the, the beach? Th- People do it on the beach
1: Same as well. thing, Yeah. yeah.
2: especially in nature I reckon if you go somewhere and you want to be you know at the beach in a forest by the river wherever you're there because you want to be in nature you don't want to be listening to hilltop hoods on someone's bluetooth speaker a couple of meters away exactly and it's such an (laughs) assumption that you can set the tone for everybody else that's there Exactly.
0: one of my favorite sayings at the moment is you couldn't have waterboarded that out of me, and it's usually in relation to people confessing really hideous stuff on Twitter, thinking that they're in the right or <laughs> it's appropriate or something like that. But like people doing this sort of Bluetoothy speakery noise stuff, it's a similar kind of feeling. Like. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to do that in public. I just think it is the absolute height of rudeness. But also, you know, if I want to watch a silly elephant video, I want to do that in peace. I don't want half the tram knowing I'm watching a silly elephant video. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah people. People, have some privacy. Very
2: mm. strange. All right, yep, I'm going to take that. That is a very good moan
1: zone.
0: Yeah, mm. And if you listen to this and you do it, fucking stop it.
1: You can <laughs> listen to No Book Club, though, without... <laughs> No. (laughs) Oh, not even. Not even.
2: Okay, so if you're on the train right now and you've been playing this out loud for everyone else, thank you, but not anymore. Plug it.
0: (laughs) But leave us a five-star review on your way out the door.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Well, I think we're done. It's good to be back. good to be back. It's so good to be back. Mm. Yeah. and And I tell you what, I've done so much this summer, I had to go through all my photos to see what to talk about and I had I still can't remember this one really good thing I had to talk about which is really annoying, it'll come to me probably in six months time. That's alright, there'll Two be an episode, morning, yeah. <laughs> no one no
2: one knows about when the time was, it doesn't matter Well, as Ro just uh, alluded to, if you want to leave us a little review on wherever you're listening to this podcast, that'd be grand Give us a share, a like yeah.
0: all the things, tell yeah. the world
2: Yeah, Join our little club um, It's like just having a gas bag with your girlfriends hopefully and And until our next episode,
0: see you later. See you later, kids. Bye.